This is episode number six of the Passion-Minded Mom podcast. You are listening to the Passion-Minded Mom podcast for business-driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Ruder, business coach and marketing strategist, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Welcome back to the podcast. This is actually the second of a little series I am doing during quarantine, where I am addressing topics that have been the most requested during this time. The topic I'm discussing today is one of those that has ranked pretty high for my clients and in some of the research that I've done as I've prepared the content for this series. And this is the topic of scheduling. Today, I'm going to talk about three steps to creating a schedule that works during quarantine and why not having one during this time is actually hurting you. Right now, this topic is of particular interest to many of us moms out there, given the fact that we're not only managing a shift of some sort to our work schedule or environment, but also that we're managing the kids at home full-time since they're out of school for likely the remainder of the school year. Yes, for those who are listening in the spring of 2020, this is the new reality for the majority of society as we're facing this global pandemic, also called coronavirus. So undoubtedly, this has had a major impact to our normal schedule. I would go so far as to say that for anyone who struggled with time management before this happened is now really feeling the strain of it. So if that's you and you're feeling challenges with productivity and managing your time during this quarantine, this episode is for you. Now, before I dig into some practical tips, I'm going to get real with you guys and a little vulnerable. I'm going to share something. This morning, I woke up and I recalled a very vivid dream that I had, and it couldn't have been more representative of reality. I dreamt of snakes. This isn't the first time I've dreamt of snakes, and the content of the dream is something reoccurring for me, although not very often. In the past, I've drawn a parallel to my dreams about snakes, and there has been one common thread. It's always during times when there's some form of threat or a major obstacle in my life. So it wasn't a huge surprise to me why this dream showed up. I've worked through a lot of obstacles in my life, and that has given me great strength and resilience. However, this time, like it is for most people, is pushing me to my limits. This is a time when our biggest fears and questions are all coming to the surface. Even for those of us who have done a lot of work on ourselves and blasted through self-doubt, addressed negative thoughts or bad habits that aren't serving us, all of that shit is coming back up now. This is a time when feelings of confidence, peace, and gratitude are threatened by those of frustration, exhaustion, and scarcity. I have had a couple hard days in the last couple of weeks, 
And I know there will be more. It is a strange, scary, interesting, and odd time. I find myself swinging from feelings of gratitude to scarcity and anxiety, from compassion to concern. All of the emotions are present right now. I also feel exhaustion from my own schedule, trying to manage it all, and moments of weakness where I don't feel so light and in control. This period of time right now is truly the ultimate test. It gets hard, and it will continue to be hard before it gets better. Every time I use toilet paper or replace a roll, I count how many are left and wonder not when I'll be able to get back to the store, or if I will, but also whether there will even be toilet paper when I get there. I didn't expect at this juncture in my life that getting to the end of a roll would bring up feelings of scarcity or the question, do I have enough to get by? I didn't expect that right now I'd be questioning whether my ability to serve my clients was going to be negatively affected by the fact that my kids can't go to school and that I would be homeschooling them. But here we are, and we cannot change the circumstances. And we do not know precisely how long this will even last. We do not know if we will stay healthy, even if we've made it this long without getting the virus. And we do not know if our income, our paycheck, or someone we love might still be here in a few months. These uncertainties are being brought to the forefront and all of us are feeling the strain. So what's actually happening as a result of all this and how does this relate to the schedule? This is the time when the holes or weaknesses that we have in our thoughts and the demons that exist in our brains are exposed. Being forced to the surface rearing their ugly heads, testing us on exactly how effective we are at managing our kids, our work, our cash flow, and our minds. This is a time when we dream about snakes. So what does this have to do with scheduling, you ask? Failure to manage your time well is one of the most common faults that will sabotage your success. And during this time when we're being pushed to our capacity, not having a plan in place leaves more opportunities for those bad habits to sneak in. It's like pouring water into a cracked or like a worn container that has tiny holes around the edges. If you try to fill the container up with water, you're going to end up with a large puddle all over the counter and an empty container. Leaving the structure of our day up to frazzled, worn-out minds is like letting a bored and angry toddler who hasn't slept in two days run around with a knife. It is bound to be dangerous. For many of you, you may be finding that you're making excuses to indulge in these bad habits. And for some, you're fighting with your loved ones or you're just feeling stress or even resentment in your relationships feeling fear and scarcity around money, or even feeling anger toward all the people out there who aren't doing it the way they're supposed to. Leaving your day open to possibilities is also letting in all sorts of self-sabotage. So today, I'm going to give you some practical tips to jumpstart your work on scheduling during this critical time. 
because having a plan in place ahead of time can help prevent your entire day from being derailed and getting water all over the counter. I know a lot of you are thinking, I cannot get done the basics of what I need to. I don't have time to create a schedule. I hear you. What I'm suggesting you do is find just 30 minutes to start. Turn off the TV and head to bed 30 minutes earlier, or set an alarm for 30 minutes earlier, and just sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. You may also be thinking, the day is so full as it is, there is not enough time to do all the things, and I will just get frustrated. I'm not suggesting you jam-pack your calendar with tons of things that you aren't going to be able to get to, but I am going to suggest that you prioritize creating one. So find a half an hour, perhaps a couple of times a week, and take a few steps toward doing this. Some of you may say, hey, I'm just trying to take this time and go with the flow. While that sounds great, what I am seeing actually happen is that when you haven't productively defined the things that are most important and put them in the calendar, our default is to begin spending time doing habits that aren't serving us or buffering with activities that we believe are quote unquote taking it easy or decompressing, but they're really just numbing us to the challenges that are actually holding us back. Many of us, including myself, if left to periods of time when we don't have some productive activity on our calendar, we end up spending it scrolling on social media or consuming more media terror or overeating, over drinking, or engaging in other not so healthy habits. These things may feel in the moment like you're decompressing but they're just setting us up for less resilience to deal with the challenges that are actually in front of us. As a result, we feel less healthy, we have less patience, and we have less confidence in our ability to problem solve, to care for our kids. We have less motivation to show up for work, and we don't wake up feeling energized. And we don't need that right now on top of what else is going on. Not having a schedule can make us more susceptible to falling into this trap. So here are my three recommended steps to creating a schedule that works during quarantine. Step one, do a brain dump. Write down all of the things that need to get done through the end of the week or even just the next few days. Getting it down on paper will get it out of your brain. And letting your brain continue to repeat the carousel of tasks that needs to get done leaves less room for critical thinking and problem solving that is required during this challenging time. So do a brain dump of all the tasks that need to get done in the short term. Step two, prioritize. This one is really important, and I recommend the system advocated by Franklin Covey. I've adopted it, and it's worked very well for me, and he uses the letters A, B, C, and D to identify priority ranking to your tasks. This will require you to hold yourself more accountable to focusing on the things that are most important and scheduling in those high-priority tasks for work and the needs for your kids or family, as well as time for just you. So what I mean by using A, B, C, and D is you take the tasks you have on your list 
and you assign the letter A to those that are absolutely highest priority and high urgency. And then move down the list from there through B, C, and D. Going through this exercise may also mean that some of those business activities either need to be put on the back burner or tasks like sales and acquiring new clients is even more important than you realize during this time. Going through this exercise of identifying what is of highest priority is going to be a very useful practice for you. Step three, using whatever calendar you prefer, slot in your tasks, beginning with the priorities assigned with an A. This will force some accountability of how long you'll allow for each task because you'll need to define the amount of time that you're going to spend on it. And it will also ensure that you're making and scheduling time to take care of yourself, even if that's taking a shower. Schedule the time in. You can also schedule the time in for your family or for your children, for meals, all of those other priorities. But schedule and slot it all in on your calendar. doesn't matter if it's a digital calendar, on your computer, on your phone, or a physical piece of paper on your desk. Just slot in the tasks and allow for a specific amount of time dedicated to each task. You're also going to want to put some wiggle room in there, especially during this time when things are not normal. I suggest that you give yourself a little time in between each task. Call it transition time. This time is for you to just take a few minutes to reset, rest, and breathe. Normally, I don't advocate that you schedule transition time in, but especially now, it's important to take a little bit of extra time to reset. So I suggest building that time in as transition time in between tasks, even if it's just five minutes. You're also going to want to schedule in larger blocks of cushion or wild card time. This is for the unexpected. There's a lot of unexpected stuff that's happening, especially with having the kiddos at home, right? They have needs. There are things that they come to us with that we don't expect. You're going to want to build in cushion time to manage those things. But assign only emergency tasks to those blocks. And if you don't need that cushion time when it arrives on your calendar, Fill it with something productive, like some of the self-care that you've prioritized. If you couldn't fit it in elsewhere, don't just let it float out there openly because you'll find yourself gravitating towards some of those less productive habits. Okay, so step one, two, and three, I'll review. Step one was brain dump. Step two, prioritize. And step three, Slot in those tasks, including some transition and cushion time. While you're building your calendar, here are some strategies that I want you to keep in mind as you start to implement. Commit to this. Do this with more commitment than you've done anything during quarantine. The idea is not to create stress or pressure, but to give you some relief and relief that you can direct your mind to a productive and positive place instead of letting it run around the house like a toddler with a knife. 
Commit to getting the tasks done that you have on the calendar in the time allotted. You may find that in doing that, things that used to take you longer are actually getting done more quickly since you have set some parameters. You may need to work a little bit harder to make this work for you, but you will be a better person for it, so commit to it. Also, another strategy, incorporate some extra self-care during this time. Schedule more time than you usually would for self-care. And remember, if you have those cushion moments of emergency time and you don't use them, pull in some of the self-care. Create some moments for fun or quality time with yourself or your loved ones. Even if it means some of those other things that you want to get to aren't going to get done today, make sure that you're scheduling in quality time that is going to serve you well. Have your self-care activities ready to go. Another strategy to employ is be adaptable. We need flexibility during this time. So while we're creating structure with your calendar, I encourage you to be flexible. I mentioned the importance of adaptability in episode four of my podcast, and right now, to make this calendar work, that may mean waking up a little bit earlier than normal or going to bed earlier than normal. It may also mean asking for some assistance from your spouse or giving the kids a little bit more screen time than normal. It may mean that you have to ask for flexibility from clients or employers during this time. Last, adopt some compassion for yourself and some grace. Things are not normal right now for anyone. Jobs, relationships, bank accounts are all being tested. So giving yourself a little grace is important. This is a great time to recognize the gratitude that we have for the moments when we aren't as strapped for time. And doing this work on scheduling can actually help us appreciate that even more. I hope this has been helpful for you guys. And if you find that you're struggling through this exercise or you're just struggling overall during this challenging time, I would love to help you. I'd be happy to take a look at the work you've done on your schedule and have a look at where you're running into obstacles. I'll place the links in the show notes and you can also head to my website at any time to book a free mini session and we can talk about some of the challenges. As always, please drop a review. You guys have been so awesome and I'm getting such great feedback from those reviews. So please don't hesitate to drop a review there in iTunes and good luck with your scheduling. You guys can do it. And I look forward to talking with you next time.